This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. You're listening to TGI Sports Talk with your host, Keith Angle, on Northeast Streaming Sports. everybody. Keith Angle for TGI Sports Talk right here on the Northeast Streaming Sports Network. We're live on Roku. Oh, no, we're not live on Roku. We're live on Facebook. We're live on Twitter. We're live on YouTube. We're live some other places. Catch us on Roku at 12 or let your friends know. And again, you can catch us on all the podcast uh, sites across the across the uh, yeah, the landscape, iHeartRadio, all of those. Not going to list them all today. Thanks to the groups that let me show, uh, share the show. We've had some great reception recently, guys. Awesome, awesome stuff. Um, really excited about uh, the reception to the show and some of the groups that have really started participating. Good morning, Kenny Gifford. Good to see you this morning. You get the first good morning. We are, are we in the last uh, Sunday of, uh, where are we? Last Sunday of April? Or we got one more? Last Sunday of April. Wow, April went fast, didn't it? Maybe my backyard will dry out by the Memorial Day. Good grief. Good morning, Alan. Good to see you this morning. Our resident Oklahoma Big 12 Cowboy fan. Bears fan. Ah, Cubs fan, I guess. Sorry. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff today, guys. We got Jim Beringer coming on to update us on the world of hockey this morning. We'll talk about his power rankings. We'll talk about the playoff push. We'll talk about the great, two greats in a game that we lost here in, in a week's time and in Guy Lafleur uh, from the Montreal Canadiens and Mike Bossy uh, from the New York Islanders. Uh, two really legends of the game in my mind, obviously. Uh, we'll talk also a little about, bit about the NHL talking about expanding uh, – the playoffs and some other things. Major League Baseball will get into Miguel Cabrera, only the seventh player all time to reach 3,000 hits and 500 home runs. And it's going to be a long while before somebody else hits 3,000 hits. We'll talk about that again today, if ever, by the way, if ever. Uh, we'll look at the standings and the power rankings a little bit, maybe some questions. Maybe we'll look at some early an early look at some managers that may be on the hot seat. We'll talk about the Yankees fans' atrocious behavior yesterday. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Michael Conforto out for the year. Lots of other things. Maybe we'll even jump into the NBA a little bit. NFL, we'll talk a little bit of draft. We'll talk a little. Um, we'll just have some news, some odds and ends. And we'll, we'll certainly jump into your guys' uh, comments as well. So we'll have Jim Beringer here in a few minutes. Let uh, me get a few more good, more good mornings out here. Good morning, Rick Sherlock. Good to have you with us here this morning. The mad New Yorker, Carlos uh, Chavez. Good morning to you, Carlos. Michael Conforto first. <laughs> I don't think it's the biggest news. We will touch on that later. Michael Conforto uh, is out for the year, uh, having surgery, that never signed. We'll talk about uh, whether he is, well, he has caught me, may have cost himself 
about a hundred million dollars. We'll see how that all works out. Hockey legends, rest in peace. Absolutely. Guy Lafleur and Mike Bossy, two of the greats in the game. And Mike Bossy, if you're a uh, hockey fan in, in the New York area, tremendous, tremendous player. Allen just took a huge step up, thought he was a Texan, and now I find out he's an Okie. <laughs> well, there you go, Allen. You've moved up in Kenny's eyes. He's just a cowboy friend because there's no professional teams. And, uh, well, you got the uh, you got the Oklahoma. Why, the, why is the Oklahoma basketball team escaping me now, Allen? Good grief. Oh, my God. Terrible to be me. Two highlights, Celtics and Nestor. Nestor Cortez, I'm telling you, what a great job. Celtics, I thought the Nets would give him a series. And, you know, what, Steve Nash, who I really, really uh, defended last year, um, is getting outcoached badly in this series. And the Mets are undermanned, let's face it. Uh, we'll get into a little of that later, maybe. Conforto couldn't get that move. Conforto should have taken a $100, $120 million contract that the, the Mets put out for him. And he'd be much better off, obviously. And we'll we'll certainly dive into that a little bit. Thunder, thank you. Jeez, good grief. Thank you, both for Allen and everybody. I got all my Thunder fans here. Oh, they do have a D-League team as well. Well, there you go. I mean, geez. So does Westchester uh, County in New York. Oh, I don't mean to disparage them, Allen. Uh, what else? Well, so we'll jump into a lot of that. The hockey, you know, listen, a lot of good stuff going on. And we're getting to, I think, three or four games left in the standings. A lot of the playoffs, uh, pictures locked in. Western Conference still has some questions. Um, the East is kind of fighting, jockeying for position. We'll talk about what we need to look forward to as we start these uh, NHL hockey series. And we'll probably have, once we get started with the NHL playoffs, we'll probably have um, – We'll probably have uh, Jim Beringer. Uh, Jim Beringer, by the way, from the last word on hockey uh, on my on Mad Radio, and also uh, full full press hockey is where he writes his articles now for. Great stuff, guys, and I do share his articles uh, as he sends them to me. So if you haven't checked them out, check out TJ Sports Talk, and you can get them. Rick Rick is starting already with uh, the Thunder R&D League team. You're going to take it rough today, Alan. I'm going to tell you right now. Judge showed he's a good person sticking up for the Cleveland players. Absolutely. Look at there's nobody. And I'll talk about this for a few minutes until uh, Jim comes in. Um, there is zero reason for that type of behavior. I talked about it last year when this was going on. A lot of this was going on during the NBA playoffs and Players were getting spit on and food thrown on them, and 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 players' families were being uh, uh, bombarded with ra racial epithets. You know what? I've said this a hundred times. Just because you paid to get into a game, you don't have a right to act as an ass any way you want. And we do have a social contract in general in this. We should, in life, have a social contract just to treat people with respect. And it's going downhill fast, guys. Whether you're driving in the highway, whether you're in the grocery store, whether you're at a ball game, people just do not treat each other as they should. And it's really sad. Dodgers AAA squad is in Oklahoma. I thought they were in, uh, huh. it's funny, I thought they were up north. But I guess they moved. I, I, sometimes my mind goes back 20 or 30 years without me even knowing it. 
My screen's a little high. I just need one click. Thank you. Oh, sorry for the little bounce there, guys. Uh, the, oops, oops, hold on. The old Sonics team is not the uh, team. Oh, gosh. What else we got? Agree with Keith, but stay off the fence, you idiot. Well, look it. I don't know. The play, he's on the fence. He's on the field of play. I am not going to anyway say the Cleveland players caused this. I don't care if they're fans in New York or if they're fans in Oklahoma City uh, or Dallas or, or Miami. Act like you're a freaking adult or stay home. Stay home. I think you just call me an idiot, Kenny. Just because. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, we used to have. I, that's what I thought. I thought the uh, Rangers AAA squad was in Oklahoma City. Good stuff. So anyway, we'll have Jim Beringer here in a second to chat about the hockey. Um, we'll have a lot of other stuff to talk about. Yeah, it, it, let me just the fans. I don't want to belabor the point. I mean, I did a vlog on this last year, and if I got to do another one, I will, and it won't be as pretty as last year. And that one wasn't pretty either. Oh, I don't know. Who knows? What else is going on? Listen, the draft's coming up, by the way. We'll talk about the NFL draft. Uh, we did our mock draft on Friday. We, I did a pick, uh, and I'll share the show. Uh, I did my Patriots pick on the Mac and Jack show today. And I got beat up pretty good by uh, NFL, former NFL great with the Cowboys, Jim Jeffcoat, um, who I'm sure Alan is very familiar with. He's a regular a co-host on, on the Mac and Jack Sunday show. And I go on from 8.10 to 8.25 or so with them uh, every Sunday morning. Today I was I was uh, making my Patriots pick, and they were – and there was part of their job to rip my pick. Um, and I picked Nicobe Dean, who I like a lot. He's undersized, but I do like him a lot. And I think he fits what the Patriots want to do with speed and quickness on defense. Does he help their run defense? Maybe not. But I do think they'll do some other things to address that going forward. And do not forget – Thursday night, 7.30. I think I've been saying 7 o'clock. 7.30 p.m. We will be on live to cover the entire first round of the NFL draft. And we'll have uh, Mac and Jack will be hosting that show uh, live on Northeast Streaming Sports. And I'll be co-hosting as well as Robert Butler from Sports Hopes. And um, we'll be live on – I don't know yet. I'm trying to get an answer from Mac if we're live on Roku that night or not. But we'll be live on Northeast Streaming Sports, and I'll be – sharing it to my page and we'll be on uh, YouTube and, and Twitter and all of that as well. Uh, real quick. I'll get, I'll get uh, Jim in here in just a second. I'll catch up a couple of comments. Hockey. All I know is some guys scored another 50 goals. <laughs> oh, watch Jim shows yesterday. He does a good job breaking down hockey. Uh, yes, you've got a new fan for sure in Rick Sherlock, uh, uh, Jim, and I do agree with him wholeheartedly. Patriots need help on all levels. Well, we know that, but we will talk more about that as we go on. Today, I want to bring in now, as I said, from Full Press Hockey, one of their top writers in my mind, and his own show, The Last Word on Hockey on Mad Radio Network, one Jim Beringer. Good morning, Jim. Hey, Keith, how are we doing, bud? How are you doing today? I am doing fabulous. Hope you are. Uh, we're obviously coming down to the wire here. I think, what, three, four games left, depending on the teams uh, in the yeah, regular that, season? That's it. Final week of the regular season is counting down. Playoffs begin next week. And, uh, yeah, we're getting down to the nitty and the gritty. Uh, 
the Western Conference is still pretty wild and yeah. starting to get settled in a little bit for who we need, who are going to finally be the eight teams. But the East is pretty much locked up, except who's going to get home ice in the, in the first round. Yeah, we got a couple of jockeying for position there, right? Not, uh, not Nothing much, crazy. Though. I mean, look, I think the Rangers are probably locked in, you know, either one or two in the Metro. Yeah. Florida's the top seed in the Atlantic. It's just who's going to get home ice between Toronto and Tampa. Yeah, and the Western Conference, as you said, I mean, there's a couple teams that have locked it up, but there's some, there's definitely some uh, volatility uh, with the last couple of uh, entries here in, in both uh, the Central and the Pacific, I think, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just the Pacific is pretty much uh, – the Pacific Division is going to have more of a picture this uh, in this week because the LA Kings have riled off uh, – Three three wins in a row after a losing streak, but their schedule is pretty favorable. Pretty, um, you know, no schedule is really favorable unless you get the wins that are when you play weaker teams, and they're doing that to beat Anaheim twice, to beat Chicago. So they picked right. up picked up some points, some needed points in the Pacific. They're up at to ninety six, so they're getting close to that magic number where they'll clinch third spot in the uh, Pacific Division. Edmonton's got home ice in the first round. Calgary's locked up the division, but we're really looking at the two wild cards in the Western Conference. It's with Dallas, Nashville, Vancouver, and uh, and Vegas. Vancouver is still alive, but the loss against Calgary last night definitely doesn't do anything. Help mm-hmm. them. They needed to win out, so I think it's going to be closing time for the Canucks soon. Um, Vegas is just interesting because, you know, they're right there, but Dallas picked up a much-needed victory against Seattle. So it's just interesting to watch. And we know in the Central Division, we know St. Louis and Minnesota is going to match up, but we just don't know who's going to get home ice yet. Excellent. And speaking of St. Louis, I mean, they were a big mover in this week's power uh, rankings for you, moving up, uh, I want to say, like five spots. Is that right? Uh, I think maybe a little bit more than that. I think six spots, five, six spots. Yeah, they're in the top ten. Could have been top five for me. Uh, but I like the way that their team is playing, I think. Tarasenko's just been on fire for this team. Billy Huso in between the pipes. Uh, I like this team. They they look really. They remind me of the 2019 team that won the Stanley Cup. Just four solid lines playing well, good defensively. Uh, Justin Falk back there looks really good. Same with Tory Crew. They just Craig Berube's got this team playing a great system. You know, beginning of the year Tarasenko didn't want to be there, but now he's found his groove as well so it's going to be interesting to see how this team progresses i like this team entering the playoffs it you know yesterday we're talking about oh colorado should walk you know into the conference final i don't think so i mean this is a team that they could get if st louis could get by minnesota in the first round which i think they can they're going to give colorado a lot run for their money and don't think you know i don't know if they're going to get upset in the first round but it's all about matchups and i think colorado should be fine but it's not going to be easy task in st louis yeah and uh it's interesting with the Blues, as you said. You look at the records. I mean, the Blues, I think, have the fourth best record in the West only. Yeah. But it's not so much your record as how you're playing as you get into the Stanley Cup, right? So yeah, exactly. Um, and momentum is everything. With that said, I mean, well, let me before I get away from your power rankings a little bit, I want to chat a little bit too about the Lightning, who have really kind of they continue to dive down your rankings. It wasn't too long ago they were in the top three. Yeah. And they've fallen all the way to, I think, to 11, right? What yeah. Are the defending champions as we head into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, they're not playing the greatest. I mean, they got a nice win over Nashville. It's just, I think for them, I think it's just trying to figure out 
what best combination line combinations work for them going into the playoffs. So if they're still the defending champions, but you can see that they're this team is tired and has played a lot of hockey over the last two years. I mean, you go deep runs in the Stanley Cup final, you know, each year you go seven games in a conference final. You know, they've been to conference final, I think, like five of the last seven years, too. That's a lot of hockey on the body. And look, Brandon Hagel, Nick Paul fit in really well with this team. Hagel just has to get adjusted playing third line because he was playing second line minutes in Chicago. He's playing a different role right now. But I still like, you know, when the playoffs come, the records go out the window. So it if they match up against Toronto, which most likely they will, you know, you still got to favor the champs because they've done it before and Toronto hasn't yeah. done it. So, I mean, you know, yes, they beat Toronto 8-1. Toronto beat them 6-2. I mean, like, it's coming down the stretch stuff. I think a lot of guys are just going through motions right now, just trying not to get injured because we know what the matchups are. We knew it for a while. But it'll be interesting because I think Tampa would be slightly favored in that series against Toronto, even though, you know, Toronto may have home ice. Another team that's plummeted in your rankings is the Bruins. So what's your uh, what are your thoughts on the Bruins? And then I got a Penguins question after that. Um, you know, my thoughts are is, is, you know, I think the same thing. I think they're now they're starting to play a little bit better. But at the time, you know, the injuries to Pasternak, Lindholm, that doesn't help. You know, DeBrusque slowed down a little bit on that top line, but their depth was missing with Pasternak out of the lineup. You know, that, that gave them – they made the move by breaking up that top line, and then they moved him down to the second line with Hala and Hall. That gave him a little bit more depth there with – Charlie Coyle on the third line, which it was perfect. But I think they're just missing, you know, they started playing that physical style again. Um, but now with uh, Pasternak back in the lineup, picked up his 500 point. He's, this team is starting to get back to playing Bruins hockey. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I think all eight teams have the potential to be over 100 points come the start of Stanley Cup playoffs. It's ridiculous. Like, I have not seen that ever in, ever in the, in the expansion era since I've been watching. It's really, incredible you know how good these teams are but i think boston's gonna have a um i think boston may have a little difficulty no matter who they match up though personally if they match up against like florida or somebody i think i would take the bruins because i have not i'm not sold on florida winning a first round series just yet even as hot as they are 13 in a row they won right i don't care 13 in a row in the regular <laughs> season 11 in a row at home i know they have a good home record but they haven't won a playoff series since 1996. Well, that's a that's more important track record probably than these 13 wins for sure. Exactly. What are your thoughts on the Penguins? As Alan is uh, asking here, and I think there was a follow up to that. The Penguins uh, are in a dangerous list. Orcas keep it. I think Kenny's been uh, imbibing this morning already, but uh, uh, not imbibing, but uh, the other thing. I think you know. For me, I think the Penguins have the. They're going to have a little difficulty in the first round. You know, it's it's all well and good. You make these playoff appearances. They're going to get knocked out in the first round again, no matter who they play. Um, either it's Carolina or it's the New York Rangers, who seem to beat them all the time now. Um, their goaltending has, is not good. Look, yeah, they beat Detroit 7-2. They beat them 18-4 over the last two meetings. I mean, Detroit's just not a good hockey team. I've never been sold on Tristan Jari as a goalie. He's hurt right now. They're relying on Casey DeSmith. 
you know, Malkin, yeah, he's back from his suspension, but, you know, he's got a, a temper that could hurt this Penguins team in playoff games. We saw it in years past, especially against the Islanders. I'm just, I don't think they have the team that can go far uh, this year. I just think they are on, I think they're just going to be a one and done team this year. I think out of all, and they potentially could get past, they could be in a wild card with Washington, the way Washington has been playing. So it's not sold that the Penguins and Rangers are going to match up. If they do, yeah, I still favor the Rangers. I think that I would favor them over Washington too. But I think the Penguins right now, I always thought Washington was the weakest team in the, in the, in the Eastern Conference out of eight teams. I'm think I'm rethinking that, and I think it's Pittsburgh. When when, when do the playoffs actually start? Do you have a start? What's the start? Oh, uh, May second. May second. Okay, so next yeah. week we can talk a little bit about the. Oh, have you in? We'll talk a little bit about the matchups once they're they're finalized because that'll be May second, won't it? No, that'll be yeah. May first. That'll be yeah, May first, yeah. but the, they start Monday. Yeah, perfect. So that'll work out perfect. Listen, while we're on the while we're on the the Stanley Cup playoffs, I I found an article yesterday on ESPN, and now I can't find it. But there's conversation about the the playoffs should be expanded. No. I, I I can't believe anybody be no. in favor of this. Aren't there enough teams now? There's or two, too many. There's, six, there's sixteen teams now. Yeah. Look, the play-in tournament, the bubble tournament, when they had the play-in round, best of five. It was fine because they needed to expand, add the teams in. They did it. Like I don't want, I don't want to hear from anybody. It wasn't done for TV purposes to get the Rangers, Montreal, and Chicago in. Yeah. Like everybody's like, oh no, no, no. I'm like, buddy, it was because another because if New Jersey, Buffalo, and another team that if you did it on points percentage or in the same situation, I guarantee you it was just going to be 16 teams because it was the original six they wanted them in. Um, I don't want to expand the playoffs. I think they're. I think what we're getting now with these games, it's like expand. I, I use the same argument with college football when they want to expand the playoffs. Oh, there's. Sorry. You have you have meaningful games right now going on. Do I want to diminish these playoff races right now that are happening? Do does Vancouver yeah. or Vegas deserve to be in the playoffs in a playing round? If you look at the Eastern Conference. The teams are separated, I believe, by more than 10 points between the Islanders and Columbus and Washington and Boston. Yeah. Like, why would I want the Islanders and Columbus in a playing round right now? Well, it like, seems like they're trying to adopt the, the NBA model, which I yeah, think is stupid to, as well there. I mean, why are those – like you said, if you can't play well enough to get a, into the top eight seeds, why are you yeah. getting it at all? Right, exactly. Like, why are you getting it at all? And, and, yeah. and all those – Playing games were all blowouts, if I oh. if I remember from the NBA, right? Yeah, it's not good basketball, and it's just again to get more games on TV and it's you know more money, it's more know. revenue. I get it, but I think sixteen teams out of thirty-two is that's half the league gets in. What I, else? I, uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I said that's half the league. Like, why wouldn't you want more? You know, why would you want more teams in? I mean, you already have half the league in. And you're, yeah, I mean, I, games, you get in the top eight. I mean, isn't that enough? I mean, I understand. It's like, oh, well, the East was already settled in October. Well, that's nobody's fault. I mean, well, they're just better than everybody else. Yeah. Those, those teams then they got that would have been in a play in series and should have played better in October, I guess. Well, I yeah. I mean, look, like it's no one's fault that the Islanders had to deal with COVID, had to deal with losses of legends, had to deal with being on the road to begin the season 13 straight games. Yes, they played better in March after the deadline, but it was too little too late. 
They just everything was just going against them. Plus, they played a lot of hockey this year, uh, yeah. these past two years. The biggest problem for me is for the New York Islanders is they need goal scoring and they need to get younger. They can't get older and lose falling in the same trap he did when he was at the tail end of his career with the Devils. Oh, it's like this team's just good enough to get in. I just need to add a veteran here and there. No, you need to look to rebuild this team and get younger so you can have long playoff runs like you've had over the last couple of years. Yeah, it's switching. And again, I, I hope they don't go to this because I don't know. MLB expand their playoffs. Stupid. There's already too many teams. Look at I don't know why we're playing all these games if we're just going to let everybody in. Let's just yeah, play. Well, one it's, one it's, like, it's, it's like my point with the uh, with March Madness. We love March Madness, but the regular season doesn't matter. Yeah, I, it's, I don't know. I find it a little different there because, again, we're playing a tournament. We're not playing, you know. Whatever. Right. I mean, it's one and done, but still, like, why? Yeah. Why do I matter? Why do these regular season games matter then? Like, am I going to watch it? Yeah. It's well, cool. they, they should reward the, the regular season winners as yeah. the automatic uh, bids in my mind and then go from there. But yeah, that's a different topic. Let me switch right. to one that's not quite as happy. And uh, it's one that it, it's unfortunate we have to talk about both these guys at the same time because they were great players and they deserve a, the spotlight to themselves when, you know, their ultimate passing comes. But we recently lost two of the great legends in the game, in my mind, both of them, obviously, in Guy Lafleur and Mike Bossy from the Islanders. Um, give us, give me some of your reflections on on these two guys and their careers. And and uh, I know they're a little before your time, but I know the, your knowledge of hockey, you certainly know well about much I, about both of these players. I caught the back end of both of their careers, but let me tell you something. What I read up on and what I've seen, two of the best players that have ever played a game. Uh, Mike Bossy is the best pure goal scorer in the game. Uh, Maybe ever. Ever. I mean, Alex yeah. Ovechkin is probably pushing that conversation, and I think it was Ken yeah. who said another guy scored 50 goals. Well, Alex Ovechkin just recorded his ninth 50-goal season, tying Wayne Gretzky and the legendary Mike Bossy for yeah. most 50-goal seasons. Think about that. Uh, Mike Bossy did 50 and 50, um, you know, with the uh, and so did uh, Austin Matthews did fifty and fifty, but you know Bossy was just a legend. He was exactly what the Islanders needed to go on those four straight Stanley Cups. That goal scoring, they had everything else, and then they drafted that kid, and the, the rest is history. Bossy was a perfect fit for the Islanders. He embraced it. Uh, he loved being an Islander. It's a shame, you know, we lost him at sixty five, and then Gila yeah. Fleur, we just lost on Friday. The flower. Um, you know, obviously state funeral for the, these Canadian players, but, you know, an architect of the set of the five cups in, in the seventies, he was just unbelievable skater. One of the, you know, one of the only guys I can recall ever getting a standing ovation, wearing a visiting Jersey at the Montreal forum. That's how beloved that guy was in Montreal. They didn't want him to go. Um, he just, he was just perfect for those teams. I mean, those dynasty ca Canadian teams, you know, yeah, obviously had a lot of shoes to fill, but man, Guy Lafleur was one of the best, a flower, always there, just a great human being, both guys, just, you always would give the time. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things in sports that I hate to see. And you see it more today than you did then that guys like Guy Lafleur don't finish their career with a team that they just are I mean, the they're the embodiment of that of, of that organization, uh, and it happens more today, obviously, than it did uh, at that point in time. But it's just it's not it's not fun when they when they have to 
And it is good when they get a you know that type of ovation when they come back, but they should never have to leave. No, opinion. they shouldn't. No, they didn't. They he should have never left Montreal. But you know what? He could still put up great numbers when he went around. With, I believe with the Rangers and Nordiques as well. Um, he still was putting up goals without the bucket. That hair was flowing strong. So I mean, great players. It's just you know that that culture that during that time. I'm not trying to make PSA here, but it's different culture, guys. Yeah. You know. You know what we you know what went on during the locker room days and stuff and you know now guys had to take care of better of their bodies and everything but you know what hey two legends lost too soon because these two were great and they, and they played for two dynasties that really yeah. they I mean they weren't back to back but they were close the Canadians no yeah no close. the Canadian dynasty in the seventies went right into the eighties dynasties it, of the Islanders I thought that there was a little gap no because the uh the Canadian dynasty ended in 79 was there was their fifth, point, yeah. and then the Islanders started their four straight that led to the Oilers winning four and five. Yeah. Um, so those were really the last like dynasty years of teams winning like multiple cups in, uh, in a row. You know, like, I guess I'll, uh, I'll bring it to this to, to, to take it full circle. Now that we're talking about dynasties, I've always been one that thought dynasties are good for sports. Because it gives you somebody to either root for or root against. And they're very polarizing. And I always think they're good for sports. And all these sports want to try to, to uh, you know, uh, make the game. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I've lost it now. Um, uh, parody. You want parody in these leagues. And I don't understand why. Who wants to watch a bunch of mediocre teams when I can have a really great team that everybody can shoot to knock down? I mean, look, to me, I think Tampa's got a dynasty going right now. I mean, if even if – they don't win a cup. I mean, back to back five and seven years, um, you know, True everything fun. like that, um, you know, with, with the lightning are going for, I mean, yeah. look, the Chicago's did it in three and five, uh, LA two and three. So, I mean, those are the modern day dynasties. Pittsburgh went back to back. So, I mean, you know, back, you back always, to back doesn't get it done for me for dynasties. though, right? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, it's Chicago, good. Yeah. I mean, it's still good, but I mean, you know, the Penguins have that that longevity and everything like that, but like to me, I think Tampa, if they can win another one in the the, the salary cap era, I mean they're definitely modern day dynasty. I oh mean, yeah, I mean look, they have a chance to three peat. Hasn't been done since the Islanders. Will it get done? I don't know. I mean, but you know, it's going to be tough. But you know, a lot of people are going to be rooting against Tampa. I mean, you talk about parity. You brought up the word parity. Does the NHL really have parity when you have eight teams that are going to be over 100 points? I would rather have that oh, point. Yeah. Than, than have mediocrity. I think these are the best teams. It's false parity. It's, this point system is just point false parity, yeah. uh, in my opinion. But you know what? We're getting good races in the West, so I think this is what they wanted. Good point. Uh, Jim, before we let you go today, what else uh, should we know about the coming week uh, leading up to the playoffs here? Uh, just check, keep your eyes, uh, as we said off the top, just keep your eye on seeding, see how teams are going to match up the matchups, see what's going on in the West. I know uh, there's been a lot of talk with Vegas in regards to Robin Leonard and if he's done or not for the season. We'll see if if he takes warm-ups today. We'll, find, we'll get that answer. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens if Vegas falls short, what change is going to be made because, to me, they lost what this team was supposed to be about. And the Golden Misfits that, you know, they're not supposed to be this team that went out and got everybody. They were supposed to be a bunch of cast-offs. It was supposed to be us against the world. And now it's like the world is going against them because they just get everybody. Um, I don't know if they're going to make it, but it's going to be interesting to see. Big games coming up Tuesday. 
You have the New York Rangers, Carolina. That's big for the Metro. Dallas plays Vegas. That's going to be huge for that wild card spot. So a lot of interesting matchups coming up this week. Uh, playoffs will be decided. Good stuff. Good stuff. Jim, thanks for being in. I think, you know, uh, through the playoffs, I think we'll try to plan on, you know, if you can make it, we'll plan on at least getting you in for a little bit every Sunday morning. If Absolutely. you're available. And, uh because we're obviously with the playoffs, we don't want to go. A lot can happen within two weeks, and teams Absolutely, are in. Yeah, out. exactly. In, in and out with the best of seven could be a sweep. All right. We'll plan that every week. If you can't make it, you let me know. All right. I will. All right. Thanks, Jim. Have a great Sunday. Hey, you too, Keith. Have a good day. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Dynasties and sports today are gone. Many money has stopped possibility of someone dominating. You know, I don't know that it's gone forever, Kenny, but uh, it certainly makes it hard. I don't know that it's the money. The money would probably make it more likely. I know you're saying probably players move around more to get a payday, but the teams with money, if you're willing to circumvent the uh, or, or go over the luxury taxes of whatever league we're talking about, you know, their dynasties are still possible. Remember, we it isn't like we haven't had any in the last 20 years. Patriots had a dynasty when they went three out of four. I understand it was, you know, 20 years ago, 15 years ago by the time it was over. But good job out of Jim, Jim Baringer, of course. Love having Jim on. Bucks have a chance to repeat in the NBA. And I will say again, before we move on from this topic, back-to-back championships are still something special in sports. I don't disagree, but they're not dynasties. To me, you got to get to three in a row. Three out of four even, I'll say you're a dynasty, Okay. Uh, but it's back-to-back, not quite so much. Um, but maybe that's where we're at with this, with this, uh, uh, the way things are in sports today, as Kenny's alluding to. And Jim is saying thanks. And, again, thanks, Jim, Jim Beringer, for being in. And we'll have him on every Sunday throughout the NFL playoffs. Did Buffalo have one? That's, you know, that's a great question, Kenny. Um, that's a great question. I think those Buffalo teams, again, because of they lo- the fact that they lost four straight Super Bowls, what's lost in the fact, and we're, they looked at it as losers, but what's lost in that comment is the fact that who else has gotten to four straight Super Bowls? Nobody. You can't just discount that. Yes, they didn't win the big one, and I get it. And, and I'm of the belief, by the way, that if uh, Scott Norwood makes that, and again, ifs, I know. The world's the, the the road to ruin is filled with uh, what could have should us. Um, but if Scout Norwood makes the kick in the first in the first Super Bowl against the Giants, I think this team could have won possibly three or four of those games. Again, that's total conjecture. I understand that. I don't have anything to back that up. But after that, they were just waiting for things to happen. So anyway. Good stuff from Jimmy B from the Mad New Yorker. Buffalo went to four straight Super Bowls but lost. I agree, as I just said. It takes – it's still – you can't call it a losing dynasty. I wouldn't call it a dynasty necessarily either because they didn't win. But those were – that was a tremendous football team, and it cannot be discounted that they got there. Um, there is a great film. Uh, Carlos has got a great point here. Uh, there's a great film on uh, ESPN 30 for 30. Uh, I think it's the four Buffaloes or four for Buffalo, something like that. Um, it's a really, really good uh, 30 for 30. You ought to check it out. It's a lot of fun. And uh, We don't want to look at that stat. <laughs> Carlos Allen. 
Uh, let's move on. Listen, I want to get into Major League Baseball. We're going to take a look at uh, – we'll take a look at this thing. It's the number one story, and I know – look at Alan wanted me to leave with Michael Conforto. We already talked about Michael Conforto, but we had we had we had something happen today. Sorry, not today, this week. That I don't know when it's going to happen again. I don't know when a player is going to get three thousand hits ever again, and not just three thousand hits. Miguel Cabrera is a unique player, seventh player in history to get to three thousand hits and five hundred HRs. I don't know if we're going to see three thousand again. We'll take a quick look at some of the guys that are close. Um, but I just don't know if we're ever going to see it happen again. Now, the other guys that have done this, by the way, are uh, obviously Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, tremendous uh, players uh, in their era, any era. Rafael Palmero, whose career is is clouded uh, by steroid accusations. Of course, he thought he was taking B12. I don't know what he was putting in my butt. I mean, who who says, give me a shot and don't tell me what's in it? Ugh. Uh, also uh, on that list are Albert Pujols, Alex Rodriguez, another steroid. Um, but again, Alex was a great player and probably would have done it without it. And Eddie Murray. This is something, again, you're not going to see for God knows how long. And by the way, Miguel Cabrera, I think, is one of the most underrated players in baseball today and maybe throughout history. He goes under the radar all the time. He produces year in and year out. He's played on uh, good teams. He's played on bad teams. And I just think he's he's a, a, a player that we – and, and he's really never been – he had a couple minor off-the-field instances, nothing major. Um, but – you know, he's he's very underrated and and a and a guy who just flies under the radar and every year and he won a triple crown, by the way. I believe he's the only player ever to be in this three thousand five hundred uh club that's won a triple crown. Something to be said for there, guys. I mean, this is a, a quite quite an accomplishment for uh, Miguel Cabrera. And I don't know that we're going to see it ever again. I really don't. I had something I want to reference here um, about this and about guys who are close. I mean, are we going to see it again? I mean, look at some of the guys that are close, but not close. Uh, I want to see. Uh, I had something to refer to here. Now I can't find it. Damn it. Let me make sure it's not here. Bear with me one second. You guys, I'll get to your comments here in a second as well. Um, hmm. All right, I think I found what I want to look at here. So anyway, let me get to your comments real quick before I move on to this. Yeah, no way there's uh, – it's not uh, Conforto over uh, – <laughs> going back to uh, – going back to Eli, yes. I can't look at – uh, I can't. I can't talk about this right now. It's too soon. <laughs> oh gosh, Conforto over Miggy Noeg. Miggy Miggy is look at this is a story of the year maybe in Major League Baseball because again you're not going to see much of this again. 
he is my age, actually. I, be- I believe uh, he might be a year younger than me, Rick. I'll be 62 here in a couple months, and he'll be, I think he'll be 61. I'm Miguel Cabrera. Listen, it only seems like he's that old because he came up at 19. Let's not forget. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, you guys are killing me. Maybe he's the number two guy on the list for the guys getting paid. I A Rod number one on that list. Stella. I think we're talking about career earnings. I'm not sure exactly uh, uh, the context there. I'm thinking maybe you're talking about career earnings. Uh, hey, Rod, his favorite. He was high most of his games. Uh, different stuff, probably though. Kenny is probably my uh, my thought there. So, anyway, let's take a quick look at something. It, I, again, I talked about this before. Are we when when are we going to see another three thousand hit guy, if ever? The way the game is played today, and and you might be starting to see a little swing because home runs are down a little bit. Um, some batting averages are up. It's early in the season, of course, but until things change and we stop swinging, home runs are are valued as much as they are home runs and walks, which is so exciting. Yes. Home runs are an exciting part of the game, but now when it's the only part of the game, other than walks and strikeouts, listen, here's who, here's, here's the other guys on the list. Robinson Cano has 2,629 hits. But he's 39 years old. He's a part-time player. I don't think, I mean, he's probably the best bet to get there. I don't think he's getting there. I really don't. The next couple guys on the list, Yadar Milena, uh, he's going to retire this year. He's got 2,100 hits, 2,115. Joey Votto is 38 years old with 2,000 hits. And of the hitters that have reached 3,000 in the past century, the average age for them to surpass 2,000 hits was 32 and change. And here's the five active players, 32 or younger, who are the closest. Jose Altuve, 1,700 hits, 1,783 hits. He's 31. I see no way he's getting to 3,000 hits. Freddie Freeman, 1,720. He's 32. 500, I'm sorry, uh, 300, 280 behind the average now, that's not to say these guys play longer. I get that. And they play better later into their careers, not just because of performance enhancement, uh, but the way they train and, and things like that. Eric Hosmer, 1,600, 32 years old. Manny Machado, 29, 1,400. Jason Hayward, 32, 1,400. I can't believe Jason Hayward's even still in the game, by the way. So, I mean, the best you, – you look at some of the projections. I mean, the guy with the best – Bet is Altuve, and they give him a 34% chance of getting there. I don't see it happening. He's got to play, you know, seven more years and average 175 hits to get there. Now, he could, but he's had some injuries. He's injured now. You know, so, again, this is one of the reasons they're not going to get there. It requires health and longevity. The big contracts may keep guys from playing longer. I don't know if, if guys get contracts younger. I'll get to your comments here in a second, too. They may not get there. They may not play long enough to get there. The average age for a hitter reaching 3,000 hits is 38. Guys aren't staying that long, guys. The hitting environment's changed. We talked about the the approach. And don't blame the shift. (laughs) Hit away from it. If guys actually hit the way they should hit, 
we'd have more 300 hitters because they hit away from these shifts. God. And the argument, somebody's going to say, well, they're doing away with the shift, so it'll give guys a better chance for 3,000 hits. And that's just a ridiculous way to approach this problem. Rather than teach guys how to hit away from shifts. Uh, anyway. Pitching dominance, I don't know if I buy that. Yes, I can tell you one of the, 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 the factors is that, you know, all these teams have multiple guys in th- who throw gas coming out of the bullpen late in game. So it's harder to get those late inning hits. You're not pitching, you're, you're not playing against tiring starters, but then also you're also bringing in guys who are not as good at some point in games as well. So we talked about the defensive positioning, you know, so listen, listen, the path to 3000 hits is not good. Here's the guys with a chance, the highest chance of everybody playing today, Jose Altuve. 34%. Then you drop all the way to 28% for Freddie Freeman. Fernando Tatis, 20%. He's only got 383 hits at 23 years old. Juan Soto, who I would think would be a guy that would have a chance, 18%. Acuna, 13 Robinson Cano, 12 uh, Maybe Cano's got the best shot because he's the closest, and if he can manage to hang on four more years and play at least 43, I don't see that happening. You know, he could average 100 hits and get there, but I don't think it's going to happen. And they get to Vlad Jr. And some of these younger guys, it might be too soon to talk about them. You know, but one of the greatest players in the game today, Mike Trout's not even on this list. Because he's been, I'm sorry, he is on the list. 5% chance. He's got 1,400 hits. He's 30 years old already. Another guy who seems like he's been around forever. And there's other guys on this list. But the the point is, it's going to be tough to get there. Let's, uh, we got a couple of comments here. Oh, I guess I got just one more. Miguel Cabrera is one of the three players in Major League history with 300 hits and a 300, or 3,000 hits and a 300 average. That's another good stat. Lots of good stats with Miguel Cabrera right here. One of the greatest players in history, uh, without a doubt, uh, and probably one of the, the most underrated of all the guys that we've talked about. Never... In my not to my knowledge, any history of of accusations of, of uh, PEDs. Um, played with good teams, as I said early in his career. Played with a couple of good teams with Detroit. Um, in fact, he played with a good team, uh, the Florida Marlins, who somehow beat the Yankees in two thousand three in the World Series. That's how long he's been around. <laughs> so anyway. Congratulations to Miguel Cabrera, and I don't think we're going to see the likes of this for a long, long time. We may see a we may see a lot of guys. Um, we may see a lot of guys hit 500 home runs, but we're not going to see them get the we're not going to see them get the hits um, that these guys have piled up through their careers. Some great players, and it's a you know it's an automatic path to Cooperstown unless you're Rafael Pomero who, by the way, is the only player with 3,000 hits or 500 home runs. Oh, and 500 home runs who's not in the in, in the Hall of Fame. You're going to see guys hit 500 home runs and not make the Hall of Fame going forward. You've already got some. And McGuire, Sosa, Palmero. Uh, let's take a look at the standings real quick, guys. In the East, the American League East, the Toronto Blue Jays, Starting to show their dominance. They've won four in a row now. They're seven and three. Their last 10 are 10 and five. 
This team is going to be very tough. Yankees holding tough. Played a nice game yesterday. Played a nice game Friday night. Um, great uh, pitching effort from uh, Cortez yesterday, as uh, or Cortez, as uh, as Rick Sherlock I think pointed out earlier. Great pitching performance uh, out of the bullpen from Michael King the night before. A um, little bit better timely hitting. Again, the Yankees' problems, though, aren't going away. The Yankees' problems are still going to be there. They won yesterday because of a late home run from Gleber Torres. So this team hits home runs, they win. They don't hit home runs, they lose. Same thing we've been watching for years in New York. And it's frustrating. It's frustrating for me. It should be frustrating for you. Tampa Bay, 8-7 and seven again. I, I still see the Yankees. The team that's really surprising me is the Red Sox at 7-8. and eight. Um, But I think they'll find their footing. And the Orioles are probably going to have their be- best winning percentage they'll have all year at 400 <laughs> with six being 6-9. Six and nine. Excuse me. Six and nine early here. Let me catch a couple comments before I move on here. Uh, there's Drew Ehrlich. Good morning, Drew. Injuries and coddling mitigate uh, against uh, 3,000 hits, I think uh, Drew means. Uh, it would need someone who starts young and doesn't get injured. Wander Franco. Um, maybe. Maybe, but again, unless the, the way the game is played, Drew, I don't. Again, I think that's another factor. It's a huge factor in the fact that home runs are overvalued uh, by teams and players are going to continue to go that route. Now, if somebody wants to go against the grain and, and forget about eliminating the shift, just go against the shift, then you would be able to change the way the approach of the game is or the approach to hitting is addressed today. There's another welcome, Drew. Good to see you there, Drew. Timing in. We got a few more. Any got any other topics you want to talk about? I'm going to go through the rest of the standings. We'll talk about who's doing. Pitchers don't dominate, but well, again, but it's different because well, strikeouts are down, but home runs are down as well. It's why they took the the spider tack away from pitchers last year because we can't have the pitchers have any advantage. Strikeouts are not down, I don't believe. I got to look that up. I'll, I'll check it uh, in a bit. You could be right, Kenny. And if one of you guys want to kind of look look that up, you can let me know. Um, maybe they're down this year. And again, it's only April, though. Home runs have been down. And to me, home runs are just down because, you know, guys are striking out too much. That's not funny. <laughs> I'm not sure what. I'm not sure what wasn't funny. Pitchers don't dominate strikes or down, just don't most well, no, again, but it's not it's not the starting pitchers I'm talking about, Kenny. It's the fact that all these teams have guys that can come out of the bullpen and throw hundred miles an hour. They got everybody's got four or five of them. I'm and I'm not saying they're all really good. It's just again, the approach to everything has changed so much that I think it's very unlikely that we'll see that that happen again. Uh, one of the bigger surprises, well, the, the central in uh, the American League is is kind of a jumble because the White Sox have played horrendously recently, losing six in a row, getting some injuries too. Jimenez gets hurt uh, there this weekend. 
so they're battling some some injuries. The Guardians, who have run into the the Yankees this weekend, seven and seven, leading that division. Uh, the White Sox, as I said, the Twins were my pick, are second, seven and eight. Certainly not playing great baseball, but they have won three in a row. The Tigers, who were a trendy pick to to maybe win this division, um, are struggling along at five, six and eight. And then you got the Kansas City Royals, who of course are are five and eight. What's Drew got here? Rays and White Sox getting killed by injuries. Agreed. You know what? We talked about this last week, Drew. I don't I don't think you were with us because I think you were traveling. Uh, so welcome back um, to the show. And uh, we talked about this a lot last week, that the injuries, and you and I talked about it on the preview show, that injuries early in the season were going to be an important factor. And now you're seeing guys, a ton of guys out hurt. Altuve goes out this week on top of the guys I listed last week. I'm not going to go back through that whole list. Um, but Altuve and Jimenez are two of the bigger names that go out this week. And almost every team now, and the Rays and White Sox particularly, are hurting uh, with uh, <laughs> making fun of Baltimore. Listen, Baltimore team, I will make fun of the Baltimore team because they've been horrendous for years, and, and their ownership doesn't care about winning. That's very obvious, and they need to to, to get going. We'll talk about L.A., and I'm sure that uh, you know Mark Mancini will be in at 1025 to really – Tell me how bad they are, I and mean, they're not, by the way. L.A. Central looks a nicely competitive, mediocre division. It is a mediocre division. I thought the White Sox and, and would run away, with, run away with this, but win it fairly easily, and the Twins would sneak into the to the wild card. Right now, it doesn't look like a wild card in the cards here, but who knows? Moving out to the West, uh, the Mariners leading it at nine and six. A, t- a team a lot of people thought. They go, Let's temper this with its fifteen games. I get it. Uh, the Angels, who I like to make the wild card this year, are 11, eight and seven. The A's are a bit of a surprise at eight and eight early in the season, but that will change. The Houston Astros, a big disappointment, but again, some injury problems there. I do think they'll right the ship. They've lost four in a row, and it's time to right that ship uh, pretty quick. The Rangers have won three in a row to move all the way to five and nine. So, very good week, <laughs> end of the week, uh, um, Alan, with your team, but look at pitching is still going to be their downfall. And the fact that their number one starters already out in gray is another uh, issue for them. That's what we got here. Astros are falling apart. Yeah, but I still think the Astros have enough talent and pride. to. I think they'll be the best team in the West before it's all said and done. And again, it's early. Teams had a lot of time to write themselves. Uh, and I can't write the Houston Astros off until they do not make the playoffs. This team has been pretty consistent over the last, uh, you know, half a decade. I like the Mets to beat the Giants in what? Today? Care to address the Yankee bleacher bums? Yes, I, I will address it again. I address it at the top of the show, uh, uh, Drew. And uh, I think it's abominable the way these guys act. Not just these guys. I, I, I Last year, I did a vlog on this, as I said. Um, and we'll move on to the National League here in a second. Um, you buy a ticket to a game, it doesn't give you a, 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 a pass to act like a total ass. And to me, and I said this during the playoffs of the NBA last year when we had guys getting spit on and food thrown on them and their families having racial epitaphs thrown at them in the stands. 
And there's just bad behavior throughout sports um, among spectators and players sometimes as well. I will not give them a total pass. But, you know, there should be a social contract with people in general in, in this life we're all going through together. And in general, whether it's at a sports venue, on the highway, in the grocery store, we don't have that social contract is broken and people just act like they're the only ones. It's their world and we're passing through it. And it just needs to stop. And it's it's horrible. And they should find those guys, play the video and don't let them back in the stands ever. Ever. I'm sorry, I missed this. Uh, that's a good sign to compare last year's and hitting most. Rangers can sweep the A's today. Again, the victories that we've talked about were over who? Um, the A's. Oh, yeah. Glenn Otto had a nice game in his first start. God, again, against the A's. You know, name me three guys in that lineup without looking. Listen, no worries, Drew. I don't mind. I probably would have repeated that anyway, that story. So no worries at all. And again, we'll back up. Guys come and go on the show. I know that. And we have. I have no problem going back and addressing things over. So you guys can kind of post more comments on anything we just talked about. And I'll move on to the National League quickly. The Mets, we all know about the Mets, 11 and 5. Actually, they lost yesterday, but they're playing really good baseball. Um, to me, the Buck Walter effect is very, very obvious with this team. Uh, everything feels much crisper. Yes, they're hitting better. Lindor's hitting better. Alonzo's hitting. Um, that helps you, among others. Um, the pitching's been good, even without DeGrom. Carrasco getting a nice start the other day helps. But... Again, you watch the games, and I don't. Again, I, I'll be the first to admit I don't watch as many Met games as I watch Yankee games. And I'll sometimes I'm watching the end of it when the Yankees are done or whatever. But I'll switch over, and a lot of times I, you watch Buck talking to players during situations, and he's got them prepared for game situations. That's the difference between Buck and guys like Aaron Boone. Watch my vlog from this week. You know, Buck is prepared for every situation in every game, and he does managed by his gut or at least pay attention and has a feel for the game and where they're at in a game and not just read off a, a script that says, here's what I should do. My pitcher's gone five innings and thrown 80 pitches. I need to get him out of the game and bring my sixth inning guy in and then bring my seventh inning guy in. Gosh. The rest of that division struggling though. The Braves seven and nine. The Marlins, Marlins six and eight. You know, there's a lot of team. A lot of people think they'll be 80, 82 wins this year. I'm not so sure. Philadelphia, they're not scoring the runs they thought that w- would be scored uh, by this team, and they're going to need they're going to need to outscore teams by a lot because their defense is not very good. The Nationals are just going to be really bad. We know that. The Cardinals, nine and four, a little bit of a surprise. Nice start for the Cardinals. The, the Brewers starting to straighten things out after a slow start. They're nine and six. The Pirates, a bit of a surprise. It's seven and eight, but I don't expect that to last. The Cubs, seven and eight as well. Uh, who knows? They've won one and I don't know. And the Reds, 
again, I think we talked about this on the, I think Drew and I might've disagreed on this. I'd have to go back and look at the tape. Um, I thought that the Reds would be historically bad this year. And I'm not sure if Drew agreed with me or not. You can certainly comment here, Drew, if I'm wrong. Um, but they've lost 11 straight games and, you know, their ownership should be embarrassed with the team they put on the field and embarrassed with the way they've addressed their fans, uh, it's uh, discouragement with the way this team is being run. Let's see what we got before I move on to the uh, to the West here. Alan El- Elvis Andrews is the over there. Well, there you go. You got one guy, <laughs> one guy you can name in that old lineup. I have to look. I can't name a guy other than Andrews. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised the Braves are dragging so badly, but it's early and, you know, they'll get it together. I think the pitching's too good to be this bad, uh, the team for the team to be this bad, uh, throughout the year. And I think they've got a fairly uh, good lineup. Um, interesting that Olsen is out playing Freeman at this point. So we'll see how that, that that's going to be an interesting matchup to watch throughout the year as well. Uh, Kenny, only in the pros, the possibility of getting beat up in any stage is great. Oh, it's not only in the pros. People thinking that kids are, I agree with this comment entirely. Um, there's bad behavior throughout uh, sports, all the way down to Little League. Um, you know, Little League parents become, they teach their kids badly. They act badly in public. They act, and again, not just at sporting events, but out in general. I mean, what kind of precedent are you setting for your kid when you scream and berate a coach or an umpire? God, it's just, and again, I, Kenny, I saw, <laughs> I saw your comment earlier. I didn't put it up as we were in the hockey system that uh, you thought Rick had come out of retirement when that kid tackled a guy in a ball game. Uh, the guest, yeah, the, the red legs teardown is bad. They're, they're a, again, historically bad team. Again, this team might lose 120 games. Uh, and Drew did think their pitcher was, would keep them afloat. Let's remember too, the Braves struggled through a lot of the year last year and uh, kind of right the ship in, in uh, August and September and uh, end up winning the world series. So there's a lot of time to write the ship here. They may have trouble, though, with winning the division because the Mets are – I don't see the Mets having the collapse that they had last year with the better leadership and better culture that's surrounding that team. And a good point. They're playing without, without Acuna, and that makes, a, that makes a big difference. Uh, a few people have the Giants' uh, credit to repeat for their sex, success, uh, but so far it's go, it is going so far so good. So I'm surprised. I didn't have them uh, – I, I mean, I did have them winning 80 80- – 485 games. There's no way they're winning 107 games this year. Um, but I don't have them in the playoffs, at least not right now. And out there to talk about that, 10 and 4. We'll, we'll see what creative way Mark uh, Mancini has to bash the Dodgers uh, when he comes on at 1025. Uh, hopefully he'll be on camera today. We'll see if that works out or not. Uh, the Giants, uh, as Drew mentioned, are 10 and 5 and only a half game behind. Uh, the Giants and playing really good baseball. A gay Kapler. I watched the Giants and uh, who did I watch the other night? Was it Giants and Mets? No. I was watching a little of a game Friday night. Gosh, I can't remember who they were playing. By the way, Apple TV, awful. Awful. Go away. Major League Baseball 
just keep selling out, trying to make more money and selling these packages to uh, to uh, Peacock and Apple. Peacock was a little better. I watched some of their, their games last week. But the two times I've turned on Apple TV on a Friday night, it's awful. Plus, if you want to watch the Yankees, you got to jump through hoops just to, to get the game on for crying out loud. Elsewhere in the West, you guys can comment if you like. Rockies, 9-5. and five, So one of the bigger surprises in baseball. Again, early. But this is a team that's uh, putting the ball in play. Um, not making mistakes. But again, I don't think they have the pitching or the depth to hold up through the season. Uh, the Padres, who are... Uh, who are uh, Mr. Mancini's uh, pick to win this division. I don't see them doing it, but they are 10 and six without Tatis, uh, without much uh, contribution from, again, some of their, their better or higher paid pitchers. Uh, and then the Diamondbacks, listen, six and nine, this might be their high bar to mark too, is 400, as I mentioned with the, with the Orioles. Uh, let's see what we got here. Um, we got quite a few comments. I got to get to did that one. Alan says, so the bears beat the Steelers 21, nothing last night. Oh wait, that was the Cubs. Yes. Interesting game. By the way, a couple things last night from last night's games. The, the Steelers, the Steelers, <laughs> the pirates get beat 21, nothing by the Cubs. That doesn't happen very often. And uh, the Rays lost a no hitter in the 10th inning and lost the game uh, to the Red Sox in, I think, walk-off fashion. So uh, taking a no-hitter into the 10th game, of course, the starter, it's not a no-hitter um, unless you finish it. Um, so a couple interesting facts from last night's games. Rocky success, success, <laughs> success. <laughs> uh, Rocky success is uh, surprising, but likely temporary. I, I agree, uh, Drew, as I just kind of mentioned, um, it'd be good to see them play better, uh, but I just don't see it happening. The Rockies did give up 13 runs to the Tigers yesterday. That goes to the point about their pitching, just not holding it up. Well, I, I don't think they can just do that, though. Some of the games, by the way. So Apple, and the way I understand it, and I'm still trying to figure it out. So Apple has this package where they get the exclusive right, I, rights, I think, to Thursday night games. But their crews only do a couple of the games. And their crews are awful, 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 awful. They make John Sterling and uh, and uh, Susan Waldman look like the best baseball announcing team ever. I know they're on radio, but still. Um, but the other games, like the Yankee game, you got the Yankee announcers because it was you had to, you, but you had to go to Apple. I couldn't watch it on Yes. I had to go to Apple and sign into my MLB account and. It was just a pain in the ass. Excuse my French today. But, God, you know, come on. Uh, somebody else, and Peacocks, Peacocks was a little better. Um, and also, there's another package. I don't know who has it on Sundays. I think there's 10 or 12 games, and they're going to show games at like 1130 in the morning. So be watching out for that. There'll be some time changes to some of your games. Saw the Rangers A's game on Apple TV. It was it was laughingly bad. I mean, I don't understand where they find these guys and how they think this is fun for people to watch. Yeah, commentary wise, I get it. Alan. It's a good thing 
that you have to try so hard to watch. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe keeps me calmer if I don't see the games, I suppose. Yankee home games are on the S Network on DirecTV. Not all of them. They were home against uh, – um, yeah, so not all. First of all, some games are broadcast on the WB or whatever. We get it on, uh, I think, the CW up here. Um, so those games aren't on yes. And the Friday night games well, – maybe it's the home games. Maybe you're right. I'm not sure how they break that out. But the, but the game was home Friday night, if I'm not mistaken, Rick, uh, against the Guardians. And the game was on Apple TV. I had, again, it wasn't on Yes. The Yes team did it, but I had to go through Apple and then through Major League Base, uh, MLB.com to get to the game. And it was just a tr- just so painful. If I'd known this before, I would have got it ready, you know, before the game. I missed the first whole first inning trying to get it done. Rays, wait a minute. Rays didn't beat the Red Sox, did they? Did I say that wrong? Hold on. Uh, I thought I had the Rays losing that game. Or maybe I said they stunned. Maybe I read it backwards. Where's the Rays? I don't want to get this wrong. My ombudsman, one of them, Allen. Sorry, my bad. I called that wrong. It was a walk-off home run uh, for the Rays by Kevin Kiermeyer. Good call. Thank you for catching me on that. And there's Drew. There's my other ombudsman catching me. Misspoke again. Go, go figure. Rangers had the most uh, runs in the game, I think, 30 runs. Uh, I don't really know the record, but I will take you at your word there, Alan. We got a lot of comments here. We might get to anything else. Quit picking on the Orioles. I, listen, they can make it easy on themselves by trying to win games, you know? I mean, putting a winning product on the field. Michael Conforto will miss the entire season. Uh, excellent point. Rick, I wanted to uh, – Eric, Rick, man. Drew, excellent point. Uh, Alan wanted this to be my lead baseball story. I'm not sure why that would be a lead baseball story over Miggy, but it's fine. It is a big story. Conforto's out for the year. Conforto also may have cost himself millions and millions and millions of dollars by not signing a long-term contract the Mets had in front of him last year which was, by all reports, between $100 and $120 million. He wanted to hit the open market, and this is what happens. Well, I, you can't have him until I pick him up. <laughs> or I dry, You can't pick him up until after I drop him, I should say, Rick, um, which will probably be today. <laughs> and the Baltimore ace, John Means, is out for the season with uh, Tommy John surgery. Another good point, Rick. Uh, Eric. God, why do I want to keep calling you Rick? Another good point, Drew. Again, just another another uh, huge, well, huge if you can say the, the, the Orioles losing their ace is huge. Sorry, Kenny, I did it again. Um, but, but anyway, uh, what else was I going to talk about here today, Major League Baseball? A couple of uh, – I was going to get into manager. We'll do that next week because uh, I want to get into some NFL stuff here before we – Get uh, Mark Mancini here. Um, let me just get into some some football stuff right now, I guess, quickly. Let me see. I got some other notes here. Conforto. Uh, many comments there you can certainly feel free to put up. 
We talked about the Yankee fans, absolutely atrocious. Uh, let's get into uh, some. Let's get into some NFL. Um, couple of quick things too. Um, the draft, don't forget, is Thursday night. We'll be live on. Uh, I don't know about Roku yet, but we'll be live on. Uh, Northeast Streaming Sports, uh, you can catch it on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Um, I'll probably likely share the feed to uh, the TGI Sports Talk page as well. We'll be live at 730. Uh, it'll be hosted by Mac and Jack from the Mac and Jack Show. I'll be co-hosting uh, along with Robert Butler from Sportscopes. And uh, we'll have some some guests on through the, to, through the uh, show. Uh, the Philly Sports Guy, Jamie Peggs, will be live uh, in Vegas at the draft as maybe Sneaky G might come on, and I know Captain Jack might come on, but we'll also have Jim Jeffcoat, former Dallas great, who does a show with uh, Mac and Jack on Sundays. Great guy. Um, and I'll be meeting him in person in June when I go to an event that uh, we're uh, going to be broadcasting from. And uh, also Byron Williams, former Giant Jet, will be making da- – uh, they'll be on for the J- Dallas Cowboy pick and, uh, in Byron's case, the Giants pick. So – uh, anyway, the draft's coming up. It's going to be very interesting, by the way. A record eight teams with no first-round picks, including the defending champion uh, Rams. So I think you're going to see – I mean, we did our mock draft Friday, and I'll, I made a pick. Uh, I was on Mac and Jack. I'm on with them on Sunday mornings and Jim Jeffcoat. Um, on Friday mornings, I, I go on at 8 – I'm sorry, Sunday mornings, I go on at 8.10 for about 15, 20 minutes, and we talk uh, – uh, whatever topic uh, they've got for me that day. And today was the Patriots draft pick, and I picked the Kobe Dean. Uh, hopefully he's still there, and I was kind of berated because uh, Jim Jeffcoat let me know he was only five foot eleven, which I understand, but he's the kind of speedy athletic uh, linebacker that Bill Belichick loves and very versatile, so it'll be interesting. Have a great uh, day, Drew. Good to see you. Uh, a couple other comments I wanted to get through, uh, topics I wanted to get through. Uh, Tampa Bay, uh, to, to help uh, the team uh, navigate their, their salary cap, as he has done many times in his career, unlike one Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady has renegotiated his contract to free up $9 million in salary spit cap space at a time when the Bucks can certainly use it. Um it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Listen, I've got Jordan Davis, who actually could go to the Patriots, um, falling all the way to 27 in the Bucks. Some other people have him much earlier. Some people got him later. There's, these guys are all up and down the board. And one thing I will tell you about the draft, and I think the Bucks get him. It's going to be huge if they can get him. Uh, but get back to pay him, them freeing up this uh, – Money. They need money if they want to re-sign uh, Gronk. They need money if they want to re-sign Sue. Um, they need money to, to fix some of the holes that they've lost through free agency and make this a contending team. So Tom Brady does what Tom Brady does. And I'm not saying he's hurting for money. So, you know, you know, it's not like he cut his contract from 75000 to twenty, But... It's still, it is the way it should be done if you want to win in this league. And Aaron Rodgers and his $50 million are certainly going to strap the the, the Packers this year for sure. Do you want Dad 93 in the 
Hold on, we got something going on here noise-wise. All right. What else did I want to talk about? Three games on Christmas Day this year. Let me move my banner here. I got to get to uh, let me get to my banner about uh, news and oh, that's the NBA. We're not going to get to the NBA again. I bet you guys are all happy about that, right? I was going to talk about that. Don't have enough time to talk about that. Um, NFL news and notes. That's where we are. So listen, three games on Christmas Day this year. I don't know what the games are, but I don't think it'll matter. The NBA has got to be just, I don't know, having a stroke about this. The NBA, Christmas Day for many years now has been really the exclusive, mostly. I mean, there's been a few games on Christmas for the for the uh, NFL, depending on how the schedule fell. And they've started to sneak a few games in here and there. Um, but for a lot of years, this was the NBA's big deal was Christmas Day. And the NBA is going to be hurting. Um, <laughs> if there's going to be games all day long on Christmas Day for the NFL, the NBA audience is going to shrink and shrink and shrink. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that all shakes out. Uh, what do you got here? On event. An event. I'm not sure what he's referring to. Uh, Oklahoma had the highest spring game attendance. Over 75,000 fans showed up. Very, very good stuff. Listen, we're going to dive into a lot of college football. And I did my draft stuff, I think, last week. So we'll probably just – we're going to avoid the NFL draft. Now it's the NFL, and I'm not going to concentrate on the college sports huddle. So we'll be looking at more of the, the football news uh, throughout the league and and even look at some, uh, some more historic um, – we'll get back into history a little bit too. Uh, Kenny, look – I had my day when the Patriots kept the guys on the fur coats and the funny hats. <laughs> uh, who are we talking about? Randy Moss? Ocho Cinco? I can't remember. Tom Brady can sell a football for a million bucks. Aaron Rodgers can't do that. I don't know what that means. I have no idea what that means. These football games will have major playoff implications compared to the NBA midseason games. It is smart. Listen, the NBA, listen, I've got some problems with the NFL here and there, but, you know, the way they market the league is really pretty good. I mean, they, they are in the news 12 months a year. You know, they, they, they schedule games. They Some will say that they're oversaturating the market with games. We'll find out. The ratings will tell out, right? Because um, you're about to have games on Thursdays. You might have games on Fridays, which again they, has been they've had to stay away from for years because of um, college football. I'm sorry, high school football. <clears throat> um, Saturday games, Sunday games, Monday games. We're gonna see soon because you're, you're probably gonna have games spread out all over the week when, when this new tv two tv deal gets done and it's going to be interesting to see what happens um what else is going on in football interestingly enough the uh the giants have their number one pick uh wide receiver tony on the block um i don't know what they think they're going to get for him they they should hang on to him and hope he can develop better you know first year wide receivers don't always make it in this league or don't always make it right away in this league 
uh, depending on the schools that they come from. Um, they're not going to get a first-round pick for him if they move him now, so I don't know what they're thinking about. Uh, now, that could be, you know, they could he could be part of a trade. Uh, the Giants do have two of the top ten picks, as the Jets do. As I mentioned, you know, there's eight teams with no first-round picks. You could see, and you've got, let's see, eight teams with no first-round picks. You've got, I think, seven teams, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have my notes here. I think seven teams, six teams with two first-round picks, and the Eagles with three. You're liable to see a record number of trades here. I mean, the the mock drafts that I've given you picks for may never come to fruition just because there's no way to predict what will happen. And there could be trades, and there will be reaches, and, and guys won't go where they think they go. But I think the Giants possibly could use Tony and draft picks maybe to move around the draft. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It'll be very interesting to see how this all plays out. Um, what else did I write down here? Eh, I don't want to give him the best drafts. we got no time for that. We'll have Mark Bancini on a little bit. We'll talk a little bit about that. Let's see what else I got in the NFL. Oh, Brady. We already talked about Brady. We talked about three games. Oh. Healthier Dak Prescott excited to hit the ground running. That'll make uh, uh, Allen happy. Listen, I can see them taking an offensive lineman to help their running game. I picked Zeon Johnson, I think, in my in my mock draft uh, to go to uh, the Cowboys. Did I? Who did I take there? Cowboys, Cowboys, Cowboys. Nope, I saw Tyler Lindenbaum from Iowa was the pick that I had there. Uh, but Zeon Johnson would be another good pick uh, from Boston College for them. Um, the Chiefs are stating they're not in rebuilding mo- mode to, despite the key losses that they've had. Listen, the Chiefs have two first-round draft picks too. I think they've done enough uh, getting Juju Smith, assuming he's healthy, uh, to replace Tyreek Hill. If they get DD, if they can find a way to get Debo Samuel, <laughs> I won't say Sweeney this time, that team is going to be, I think, just as good as they were. And they can use their for two first round draft picks for much needed defensive help, unless they have to trade them. And they probably can't get, actually, now that I think about it, they probably can't get Samuel without trading at least one of them. So we'll see. Um, Earl Thomas. Former great with Seattle. He's talking about coming back to the NFL after two years out of the league. That ought to be an interesting thing to keep an eye on. Um, and then we've got some other stories that are just not important right now. Let's catch up with your your comments here uh, real quick. Um, Carlos, Green Bay can be the first team to blow, to blow in the draft after the first round. <laughs> Listen, Green Bay... They've got a couple first-round picks. Uh, I think they got a couple first-round picks, don't they? Back to my draft picks, uh, Packers. I've got them. Yeah, they've got. I've got them taking uh, defensive end out of uh, Michigan. Uh, can't say his name. And I've also got them taking the kid from North Dakota State, the wide receiver, I believe, Christian Watt uh, Watson. So the Packers could could potentially fix some of the holes that they have. But I just don't see that team contending with some of the things that are going on there. 
Christmas does fall on a Sunday this year. Um, very interesting. So uh, when are the rest of the games going to be played? It's probably Saturday. Um, so they're not playing a full slate of games. So you may get a full slate of games and a bunch of games on Christmas Eve, which would be a lot of fun for us football fans. I love that weekend. Uh, Mark, did I miss somebody's comment? Uh, you must be seeing a comment I can't see. Oh, I see. I'm going to die. You wait nine months more for his cheesesteak. Sorry, I just read that. That being said, Kenny did not tell us what was for breakfast this morning. So hopefully he can uh, catch us up there. What else is going on? Listen, we're full swing in the NBA playoffs. Uh, the Nets playing atrociously, getting out coached atrociously, uh, down 3-0 to the Celtics. Very bad spot for them. Let's talk about this quickly, maybe before Mark comes in. Uh, we'll run down the NBA playoffs really quickly because I know you guys aren't that excited about it. Um, let's get to the playoff matchups. Just look at it quickly and see where we're at. Right now we got the Heat uh, leading the Hawks two games to one. The Hawks uh, winning the last game uh, in ex in exciting fashion, 111-110. Their game, uh, next game is today at 7 p.m. You got the Celtics, as I said, really putting it to the net so far. 3-0. Uh, their next game will be on uh, uh, Monday. Uh, and by the way, the Nets are just not – Kevin Durant's not himself. They're shorthanded. Uh, the Celtics are just better, deeper, better coached than the Nets, and it's that, that's, it's that clear. With that said, I would love to see Kevin Durant find his way to the Knicks um, – Maybe maybe they'll settle for uh, Julius Randall and uh, uh, not Julius Randall, but Randall and uh, and uh, I don't know another. I can trade another piece and bring Kevin Durant here. You don't think Kevin Durant would come in here and be happy playing with Barrett and Toppin? I think it would be a lot of fun. It will never happen because they're never going to trade him to the Knicks. But be interesting to see. The Bucs, who I do like, uh, as Alan mentioned earlier, I like the Bucs to be able to repeat here. They're beating a very good Chicago team, two, two games of one so far. Blew them out by 30 points in game three. The next game will be tonight, or today at 1 p.m. actually, on ABC. I might catch a little bit of that game while I'm watching the Yankee game. Uh, the 76ers are leading the Raptors three games to one. The Raptors did uh, find a way to stay alive and not get swept here in game four the other night. They'll be playing on Monday as well. And out West, you've got the Suns, who are now going to be without uh, uh, Booker, I think, for a while. Um, going to miss at least uh, another game as far as, I'm, as, far as I know. Uh, they do lead the Pelicans two games to one. Uh, but I still think the Suns will have enough to get by that series. The Grizzlies um, are and the Timberwolves are tied at two. Who never thought we'd see the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves in this playoff series? I did or playoff round. The the Warriors who are starting to get it back. They've got uh, Steph Curry back. They're leading three games to none against the Nuggets, uh, and the Nuggets getting ready to go out really early again. The Mavericks and the Jazz are tied at two and two. The Jazz did win the last game, so they didn't fall into a three to one hole. Um, could be talk about Quinn Snyder leaving the Jazz for the Lakers if they have another early first round exit. We'll see what happens there. It'll be very interesting to see what happens. And also, there's talk about both Donovan Mitchell and uh, Rudy Gobert 
moving on if this team does fall apart. So as we wait for Mr. Mancini to call in, I don't know if he's going to call in. I don't know if he's going to, hopefully he's going to come on the camera. Let's see what we got here. Here's Kenny's breakfast, quiche broccoli, cheddar mushrooms, and oh, quiche with broccoli, cheddar mushrooms, and bacon. Oh, by the way, guys, I was out last night. If you're in the area, in, in our area, get out to DeRaymond's restaurant. I think it's Latham, basically. It's off Route 9 um, near Latham. Tremendous, tremendous Italian restaurant. I had the best uh, steak and stuffed mushroom or stuffed shrimp last night um, over a bed of uh, mashed garlic mashed potatoes and, and a cream sauce and a nice bottle of wine, uh, which I drank pretty much all of. My wife had like half a glass. And uh, get out there to De Raymond's and maybe we can get them to sponsor the show. <laughs> um, oh, well, yeah, I think we already figured that part out, Kenny, but uh, <laughs> thanks for sharing. Um, who knows what's legal up there in the mountain? It's probably always been legal. NFL schedule comes out the 12th of May, from what I hear. I think that's probably about right. Middle of the month is uh, usually about when we can look for it. Um, if I could afford, I would make a trip out there. Where? Where are you going to make a trip to, Alan? Out here? Come during the summer, man. Don't come during the winter. <laughs> All right, let's see what all the fillers we got. What do you guys got to talk about while I'm doing this? Um, we're going to talk about the draft a bit with Mr. Mancini. We'll talk about some other things that we've already talked about. Um, what did I miss? Uh, let's see. Yeah, I got to go back to uh, real quickly. I want to go back to, uh, to uh, Cabrera. I, I just feel like, you know, this is what's wrong with baseball is that we're not going to have these types of uh, records set anymore. And it's sad because the way, and I, I know things change and they're cyclical, but it's the way it is. Anyway, without further ado, I guess we have Mr. Mancini calling in this morning. Good morning, Mark Mancini. How are you? Uh-oh. Can you hear me? Uh, we got the wrong thing on here. Hang on, Mark. Somehow my phone switched over the Bluetooth to the wrong thing. Don't go away, Mark. Hopefully you can hear me. Don't hang up. I had this set up and somehow it went away. I got to disconnect that. Hey, there you are. How about now? I can hear you loud and clear. Man, oh man, them Yankee fans, man. Are you leading that... Uh yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, I talked about it earlier. It's just ridiculous what's going on there, and it makes me sick to watch that stuff. You know, fans think they, they pay for a ball game. They can come in and, and act like uh, complete imbeciles, and I just hate it. Um, and I hope that, you know, they, they find these guys and don't let them back in. How about now? I'm still trying to get you alive on here, Mark. How about now? Oh, we're having some serious problems here. Don't go away. No. Why can't I get you on a Bluetooth? How about now? Can't get you where they can hear you. 
Hang on one second. I had this all set up. We're going to have to unpair it and try it again. Bear, hey, bear with me. Yeah. Sorry, I folks. They did score uh, 21. We'll, we'll certainly jump into that a little bit. Hang on. Let's try this one more time. Why is this not working? You know, now you disappear altogether. Why? Hmm. Ugh. Bear with me, guys. Don't know what's going on. Try one more time. Mark's disappearing from us. All right, guys. I don't know what to do. We're going to lose all our viewers if I don't do something different here. Hey, where are you? Can you hear me? Hold on, maybe you turn this up. Why is it so dim, though? Speak again, Mark. Testing one, two, testing one, two. Well, I hear you in my headset. I don't know if they can hear you, though. Alan, you're there. Tell me if you can hear him. It's funny, in my headset, you are very, very low. Somebody give me a heads up. Talk about something, Mark. Talk about something. Well, I'll tell you, the, the Minnesota Timberwolves are back in this thing. Yeah, good point. We just went through the uh, the NFL uh, um, uh, playoffs, and the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves are locked in a pretty good series, tied two to two. Yeah, and again, these aren't two teams that we would expect to uh, be in the playoffs at all, much less. Uh, how about now? I'm trying to get you guys some more volume. I just can't do it. Put him up. Put him up without his picture. Here's Johnny. <laughs> I didn't put your picture up there. Oh God. So anyway, I don't know, guys. You're gonna have to bear with me, and uh, you know, I'm gonna try something else. You know, what we'll do. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put you close to the mic, and we're gonna try this because my Bluetooth doesn't seem to be working. I don't know why. Um, anyway. Uh, yes. So let's. Uh, here's what I want to get into with you before we run out of time and we spend the whole time trying to get you on the air. Right. Uh, let's talk about. I want to talk about first your, the NFL draft because it's going to be gone by the time you and I talk again. So here's what I want you to do is give me the. I want to get your first five picks in this draft, and I'll uh, talk to you a little bit about who I took, and then I want to give me give me your Pittsburgh picks, and can't have you give a Rams pick, I guess, because they don't have one, and maybe a Chargers pick since that's your, you know, your kind of your areas of expertise. So give me who you see going the first five picks in this draft with number one, starting obviously with Jacksonville. Well, yeah, I think, I, well, the, the big pick, the big thing here is who, who's going to get uh, Pickett. Um, that'll be the big thing. I think that, you know, in that, I'm trying to think of that defensive end. I think he's from Clemson or North Carolina. I think the Giants might secure him. I can't think of his name, uh, Oka. Uh, yeah, the kid from North Carolina State. Yeah. 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 He's he's a, he's another Chase Young type, and I think he goes to the Giants. I will tell you, I think London will Atlanta will scoop him up. Interesting. That's, that, yeah, London from USC will probably go to Atlanta, um, and then that other quarterback that the Steelers are looking at, besides Pinkett Malik or something. I'm trying to think of his name uh, as well. 
he could he could be going somewhere too. But it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because I think these picks, I think there's gonna be uh, trade value in here. I think you know, yeah, uh, San Francisco is gonna trade uh, uh, Samuel there and in, in Houston, and, and they're gonna get some picks. I think Garoppolo is gonna go to Pittsburgh maybe for some picks. So we, we, it's going to get interesting here. I don't think you, there's multiple teams that got two picks in the top ten. I think it's the Giants, Eagles. I think there's one more. Right? Well, the, the Jets and the Giants both have uh, multiple picks in the top ten. That's it. And the Eagles do too, right? And the Eagles have three picks in the draft, but only uh, I think only one in the top ten. Oh, okay. So in fact, they don't have any in the top ten, but they do have three picks throughout the first round. Yeah, that's that's where I'm looking at. I'm I'm thinking trade value is going to be huge here uh, on, on this thing um, across the board. But I am calling my shot. I think London will end up in Atlanta. That's the definite. How about Steelers, your? I don't know. How about your Steelers? Because again, for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, you know, every mock draft I see almost has had Kenny Pickett locked into uh, the Steelers at number uh, well, twenty. Yeah, that's- that's like Mac Jones went to, you know, New England. I mean, they're going to do whatever they can to secure their future quarterback there. But, but in the meantime, uh, look for Cleveland to release Baker Mayfield. The Steelers will jump on that. Um, and I, I feel comfortable more with Baker Mayfield than Pittsburgh because I like the swag more so than Garoppolo. But either one of those two could be in Pittsburgh if, if they don't get Pinkett. They're going to get one of these three. I, I will bet the farm on it. They will get Mayfield, Garoppolo, or Pinkett, uh, and, and Trubinsky will be, a, a, you know, either the backup to those two starters, or he'll be the starter uh, where Pinkett will carry the clipboard. But you don't carry the clipboard for long. You, you've seen it through the uh, yeah. the days of Elway when Elway backed up Steve DeBerg and all those guys. Yeah, they call the clipboard for a year. They don't wait now. They just, you know. Definitely, uh, you know, throw you right into the fire. They got too much money at stake, and I don't like that because it burns out some of these quarterbacks, like a Trey Lance, like a Justin Fields, these or the Wilson guy in, in New York. These kind of guys, I mean, they're giving them three games, and then they're ready to trade them. I mean, that's that's the thing here. And you, you watch if the 49ers get rid of Garoppolo. They'll, they'll be like the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Well, well let me let me uh, fill you on where I had your Steelers because I think there's going to be some interesting things that happen here. The, the Saints have traded. I was wrong about the Eagles having three picks. I forgot they traded one to the Eagles. Alan uh, pointed, uh, straightened me out on that. I think Malik Willis goes number five to Carolina, which, by the way, there's been talk this week that Kenny Pickett may end up with that sixth pick in Carolina. We'll see. I don't see that. I think they're going to go with Willis. And I see the New Orleans Saints really kind of surprising people here. And I think it was at uh, 16 taking Kenny Pickett and blocking the Steelers out of that pick. So your your team, I in my mock draft, I had Zeon Johnson, offensive lineman, very good, versatile offensive lineman from Boston College uh, going to Pittsburgh. So there, that will open up the door for Baker Mayfield to potentially be coming and be their quarterback. Well, not only that, when you look at the other thing is, uh, you know, Atlanta needs a lot of help. And, you know, you can't feel comfortable with Mariota there in Atlanta. I mean, even though he was, you know, uh, not bad fit in, in, in Nashville, uh, but he really didn't do nothing with the Raiders. But the big the big key there is, 
is Atlanta needs a quarterback. And look, let's face it, the NFC is, is is a dumpster fire across the board. They 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 only have about three four teams over there, and that's why the smart money's on Tampa, Green Bay, the Rams. There's no competition in any one of those divisions. Wow. The Rams. If the 49ers start to get rid of Garoppolo and Samuel there, uh, then then you've got you, you, you've got a breeze because who knows? And there's been rumors Murray could be heading to Pittsburgh too. So, well, uh, yeah, the, the, one. a lot of talk about Kyler Murray the last week or so. The Cardinals, last I heard, have denied denied that they'll ever move Kyler Murray. I'm not sure if that'll happen or not. Um, Garoppolo and and Samuel. I'm, I'm going to tell you what. If Debo Samuel leaves. 49ers, they won't win five games next year, I don't think. And well, he, not only that, that's, that's the problem of the division. When you look at the Rams, no competition. The Bucks, no competition. Uh, and the Packers, no competition. The only competition is going to come with the NFC East. And that NFC East can have, you know, the Skins and the Cowboys battling it out. Who knows if the Eagles are right there. I mean, the Giants are on the door, but... You know, is, is, is their quarterback, Jones, going to lead them to the promised land? Well, I think out West should get some competition because I think my, uh, Murray will stay, and I think he'll he'll give the, they'll give the Rams, or Cardinals will give the Rams a little bit of a race uh, the, in the central of the NFC. I, I think the Packers are coming back to the pack. I'm not saying anybody else is that good, but this could be the, the year the Vikings, if they, if they can straighten out a few of the issues they've got, they could make a run at that division title because the Packers – Unless they have a really good draft here um, and fill some of the holes that they've left when they've given uh, their quarterback $50 million and strapped themselves elsewhere cap-wise, um, I think there's a chance the Packers are going to take a step backwards. Well, Aaron Rodgers basically screwed his best friend there. He, yeah. If he signed the big $200 million contract, he should include it, you know, Devontae Adams in that thing. As, as far as him staying, he didn't care. He looked out for himself. And, and that's the problem. But, you know, watch out. Metcalf could go to Green Bay, too. There's a rumor Seattle's just cleaning salary out completely. So if Metcalf goes yeah. to Green Bay, that's going to be another interesting situation. But listen, Green Bay's got to have money to spend, and their money's wrapped up in their quarterback. So I'm not sure that they're going to have the money to spend. That's why it may be rookies they have to depend on. Um, I hear they like the kid out of North Dakota State, Watson. Let's face it, Keith. I mean, there, there, there's, there's three – Possibly a four teams, maybe a fifth being a surprise. You can't you can't get it any higher than that. And you got the like I said, the Rams, Bucks, Pack. You got the Cowboys made there, and, and then then you got to flip the coin on the, the Redskins, the Vikings, and the Giants. Who's going to be number five? Carolina's not going nowhere. Atlanta's not going nowhere. Uh, you know, when you look at it, New Orleans. You got. Uh, uh, Chicago and Detroit over there. Yeah. Uh, you know, did, did the Cardinals make it three times? Somebody hosts a Super Bowl in their backyard? I, I don't know. You know, that's the thing. So that's that's the problem when you look at it. I, it, it you know, on the surface, at least right now, and we got to wait to see how the draft uh, shakes out as well. But the AFC is much more competitive, I think, than the NFC, uh, well, as you're kind of alluding to. Teams in the AFC that legitimately knock each other and when you look at it if you looked at this from a college standpoint we've talked about this too the AFC the SEC and you know the, the, the NFC could be the big 12 <laughs> yeah a couple of, uh, there's a couple of comments here I wanted to get to Carlos is talking about the 
uh, Samuel going to Green Bay and them giving up their picks. I, I don't see that happening because, again, I don't. how are they going to pay him? He wants money, and I don't think the Packers have the wherewithal to pay these, uh, whether it's Metcalf or Samuel or whoever you want to talk about. I don't think they got the money. And Rick also thinks you're discounting his Vikings again. Oh, that's a good point. And you know what? <laughs> they get the first, I think they've got the second and the uh, last pick in the first round. And I don't know if they're going to make picks or trade or what they're going to do, but whatever they do, I'm sure it will not be right. Uh, Cause the Lions just have a bad, they're just a badly run organization. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. They'll get interested here uh, with the draft coming up Thursday. So uh, that's, that's going to be something we'll find out trades and everything, but Yeah, let's let's talk about that for a bit. I know because I don't think anybody can hear you when you were bringing it up to me early on. I mean, obviously we had the fans going a bit ballistic at the end of the Yankee game yesterday, and I've talked about this a couple times on the show. I did a I did a vlog last year about fan behavior. To me, Mark, it, it it's kind of a, a commentary on our society in general, right? You go to a ball game, you pay to get in, and and you think that you know you can do whatever you want, and you don't. You can't do that, but it's not. These things aren't relegated to, to ballparks anymore. It's on the highways. It's in the grocery stores. You know, we have a social contract to you know treat each other with some respect, and we don't do that anymore as a rule. There, I'm not saying everybody, right? But well, you. The problem is, in, 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 you know, doing that pirate podcast and talking to Tarek Brock, uh, you know, and, and, and going into these cities, he said, you know, the. The, the, the Cub fans will give you the business, but you, know, you get into Philly, you get into New York, it's, it's more of a vocal type of thing. Even at Dodger Stadium, I mean, you know, with the Reds in town, you can, you know, you, the bullpens are right up on each other. You can hear these drunks that have been drinking since seven in the morning for a one o'clock game, giving these guys a, a, a bunch of crap. And, and that's what it is. And you're right. You got to throw these guys completely out. You got to ban them. You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's, it's, it's a Raider type of mentality and people go, well, no, it isn't. Well, you know, if, if I see the same type of element at a, at a Dodger game and I see that at a Raider game, I mean, that, that that's telling me that's a perception factor that, you know what, these kind of guys need to be thrown out and, and, and banned from the stadiums. Exactly. That's what it is because, you know, you're gonna, you're, you almost had an inch, in, incident yesterday in, in New York where it almost reminded me of the uh, – the malice in the palace, you know, these, these guys are only going to take so much and, you know, yeah, they're taught not to go in the stands, but you know, with, with, with those beers flying and, 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 and just coming down in droves, I mean, you're going to, you're going to hit somebody in the forehead and the one guy caught it. I think it was Miles straw before it even hit his, 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 his teammate there. So these, these kind of things need to be addressed. There's no, there's no accountability. I've always said in, in, in building a business or running a business, you got to have accountability, communication, encouragement, yeah. listening, preparation. The Yankee organization should be beside themselves and, and, and look at these people that are throwing the beers and ban them completely from the stadium. 
who cares about them spending money to buy tickets? Yeah, and let me get because Rick brings up a point here. He, he, people put it to, to COVID, and I don't necessarily agree with that. And he's not saying that it, that's what it is because we had a point brought up by another uh, viewer, Kenny Gifford, earlier about the fact that this isn't just in professional baseball. We're, we're concentrating on that, but it's happening throughout. Uh, sports in general, as I said, society, you go to little league. I mean, these guys that were, are going to these games, you know, they grew up playing little league and, and listening to their, their parents berate uh, managers, berate the other teams, berate umpires. I mean, I mean, to the point where you have physical altercations and, and we think that's okay. And that's how these kids for the last 20 years, have been indoctrinated how you should act in society. And I think it does have an effect on how people act in public um, as they, when, when during their formative years, this is what they learn. You know, the the salaries are put out there. Uh, These, these fans are sucking down, you know, uh, Molson's or Corona's or whatever. They, 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 the first thing they're thinking about is these guys are high priced babies and all that. And they feel like they're entitled to yell at these guys that are making, you know, let's face it, you know, the uh, the, the average salary, if you make it to the majors now, has been raised from, I think, 475000 to seven hundred yeah. uh, and fifty thousand. So these guys are just pissed off. They, they go to do their eight to five job. Then stay home. Take, then yeah, stay home. They take, they take, they take the, 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 the ribbon from their boss. They feel like if they go buy a ticket, they're entitled to it. I say I'll take it one step further. Get your ass in a, in a car, head to Florida or Arizona, see if you can hit a 104-mile-an-hour fastball, and they'll pay you. That's the bottom line. Exactly. And if you're, if you're unhappy about what they make, then stop watching games. I mean, yeah. you know, don't go to the ballpark and throw things at people. I mean. Or, you know, this happened during the NBA playoffs last year, too. You had kids getting spit on. You had food being thrown at people. You had their families having racial epitaphs thrown at them in the, in the stands. And it's it's just atrocious well, behavior. In New York was absolutely – I said to myself, this is ridiculous. This ain't paper cups of beer being thrown. These are like cans being thrown at yeah. stuff. And, and I'm saying, well, I, I blame the Yankees for selling this stuff to the bull, uh, yeah, uh, you know, the, the bleachers, you know, you got to curb that thing or shut the sales down after the third, fourth inning instead of the seventh. You got to do something. I think the Yankees got to be held accountable too because why are these guys coming in with full beer? You know, years ago, they had bat day when that was a big thing growing up and the Yankees started banning it or something or ball day or whatever because people would start throwing the crap on the field. Yeah. Good point. Let's move on to something in a little bit of time we got left here, Mark. Let's move on to something more um, in baseball that's more fun to talk about. And and to me, one of the most underrated players, maybe in the history of baseball, Miguel Cabrera gets to not just 3,000 hits, but he's the seventh guy in history to get to 3,000 hits and 500 home runs. And I don't think we're, we may never, we're not going to see one for a long time. We may never see a 3,000 hit guy again, just like we won't see a 300 wooden game pitcher. One step further. 3,000 hits, 500 home runs, and a lifetime 300 batting average. Only three players yep. have done that. And he's one of them. Mace yep. was one, and Aaron was the other. So yep. let, let's, let's take it up to that point. And you know what? He's, He's had a nice little career there, been under the radar, you know, and, 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 and you know, in, in Detroit, you don't get the, 
you know, the publicity you would if you were in L.A. and New York. He, he came from, you know, the Florida Marlins organization. So, yeah, he's, that, that's going to be interesting. You might not see that again, but that's a good thing about baseball is here's a guy, you know, you, you, you get the, the publicity with a Trout, the Harper, and stuff like this. It's nice to see uh, Cabrera get it from Detroit. And, uh, you know, and Alan brought up that same stat that you brought up earlier. And I'll take it one step further. There's one thing he's done that nobody's ever done, and that's 3,000 hits, 500 home runs, and win a triple crown. And nobody in baseball, including Willie Mays, Henry Aaron, all the greats have ever done that. And that's a tremendous feat. And I think this guy's just flown under the radar for most of his career. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. You know, the, it's, it's it's pretty much amazing. And the only thing he hasn't done is hit 400. And, mm-hmm. You know, that would that would be something, too. And, you know, we haven't seen that since, I believe, Ted Williams. And I think this guy, you know what, because the Hall of Fame, you know, this guy should be unanimous entry into the Hall of Fame. This becomes a big thing these days. And there's always guys that say, oh, you can't, nobody can get in on the first round. We know Mo Rivera was the first to do it. But guys like, Miguel Cabrera with the numbers and the career that he's had, uh, the consistent career that he's had, they have to be no-brainers, and they should be unanimous Hall of Fame votes. Yeah, no, no, no question about it. And in baseball, you know, with with the, with the with the problems they've had of late, you know, and when you look at it, it's the surprises and the and the and the teams that are that are playing uh, atrocious baseball. I, I can't believe it. The Arizona Diamondbacks got a, like a 181 batting average throughout their team. Oh, look at the Reds. Look at the Reds. Reds have lost, I don't know, they're 2-13. 11 in a row they've lost already. Yeah, and, and, and this this is part of the problem is when you get away after your team, the Sonny Grays, the Winkers, uh, the uh, Suarez's, uh, you know, and you're only left with Votto. I mean, this is, this is the part of the problem, and you know, and, and, and I like it down. Now you can't tank because if you tank, there's going to be five other teams flipping that coin with you. So yeah. the, the tanking thing is is is, is going to be out of the realm. But yeah, uh, this this is uh, this is sad. What's going on in Cincinnati? Uh, big surprises across the board. You know, the Dodgers have jumped out of the gate, but you know we'll find out what their depth is like. You know, they've lost a lot of depth the last three years. I still think when the dust is cleared, it'll be the Padres and Jays for the World Series. Well, your Padres uh, have held, you know, they've held their own so far. They're ten and six, so they're not not like they're playing badly. That, but the Giants and, and Dodgers are, are right where they were last year, it seems. So at least well, for now. I'll tell you one thing: they, they get the Dodgers today. They get the eleven and six. There's a four game series in Cincinnati. Maybe, maybe they'll be fifteen and six before they head to Pittsburgh. Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and maybe the Pirates will stop them two out of three. So. They might, they might literally be, you know, uh, 16 and 8 by the time, uh, you know, we talk again. Who knows? Excellent. Mark, what else you want us to know? Uh, either what, you know, uh, what's on your mind elsewhere in sports or what else you got going on in, in your world this coming week before we let you go? My Penguins can do something. We lost our goaltender, so the yep. will be starting here soon. So we're trying to hold off the capital and chase down the Rangers. Boy, the NHL playoffs are going to be something. The NBA, my, my Bucks, you know, blasted the Bulls the other day, so hopefully they can take a 3-1 to one series. No Middleton for the next two weeks. Yep. But, uh, you know, a lot of people out here in L.A. are wondering where's basketball, but the Lakers are a dumpster fire. And, you know, that's not going to get any better anytime soon. 
And the Clippers, you know, what can we say? You know, the excuse out here is no Kawhi Leonard for the year. And Paul George had COVID in that uh, playing game. So a little bit out of shape out here in L.A. They're thinking why we have to play a playing game. We would have been in the playoffs if we didn't have this crap that the NBA instituted. And we'd be playing the Phoenix Suns minus Booker now. Yeah, good point. Mark, where can we catch you this week? What do we need to know before I let you go? There's a lot of things. I'll be doing the uh, Pirate Podcast tomorrow, live from Milwaukee, and then back again on uh, uh, Friday uh, from Pittsburgh with the uh, uh, Padres in town. So, yeah, a lot of good stuff going on, along with other stuff uh, that uh, part of in the XM series. We're off this week in Philadelphia, but uh, back on. You know, in a couple weeks here as we take a vacation. Other than that, yeah, I'm running this great show with you, man. The show that's sweeping the darn country. Excellent. Listen, Mark's been a blast having you on as always. You have a great Sunday, and we'll catch you next week to uh, see who the Steelers actually do pick, and we'll maybe dissect everybody they took. Yes. God bless you, my friend. I love you. Have a great Sunday, Mark. Thanks again. You too. Bye-bye. Well, how about that? I get him in my in my headset uh, as I'm getting him out of here. My point is that the three leading sectors. What the hell did I just do now? Performance thus far this year for Hold on, guys. <laughs> you actually picked up the financial show from WGY that was on my phone as well. Oh, my God. I had that on a higher radio earlier. So, listen, guys, great show today. We talked about a lot of stuff. 10.56, we got a couple minutes left. If anybody's got any last thoughts they want to talk about, again, don't forget uh, this weekend or uh, this coming week, uh, Wednesday night, college football huddle. We'll be diving back, um, you know, headfirst into college football, and we'll uh, talk about just uh, as much as we need to there. Hopefully you guys are hearing me. Um, I'm not sure what's going on here. All kinds of problems. So anyway, uh, we'll be on live with the college football huddle on uh, on uh, Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time. We'll, we'll certainly start diving into everything college football. Some of the offseason, more of the offseason stories, more of the stuff coming up. I'll get Larry Sorensen in, hopefully, if he's not too tied up with Wake Forest baseball, to talk a little bit about that. Um, or a little bit about Wake Forest uh, football, I should say, and maybe some Wake Forest baseball depending on how they're doing. Um, and Thursday night, don't forget, we've got the NFL Draft Special right here on Northeast Streaming Sports, hosted by Mac and Jack from the Mac and Jack Show, uh, co-hosted by myself uh, and uh, Robert Butler from the Sports Scopes, also on the uh, Northeast Streaming Sports Network. So oh, with that, guys, I'm going to say we're out of here. Hopefully I've had some volume here in the last uh, half hour because I don't know what's going on, but been fun having you guys on uh lots to talk about i missed i had a lot of stuff to talk about that we didn't get to but we will in coming weeks there's just so much to talk about every sunday morning and i appreciate your guys input kenny rick alan uh anthony price i think might have been here for a little bit the carlos obviously uh and anybody else that uh, missing i apologize and all of you that will watch this throughout your groups to share allow me to share Everybody have a great Sunday. This is Keith Angle from TGI Sports Talk right here on the Northeast Streaming Sports Network. We'll catch you Wednesday night with the college football.